Hi, this is Vash Bodhi, and welcome to another TTV, Talk to Vash. I take you around the world to meet interesting people in and affecting the LGBTQI communities. This is the third episode in the ongoing series called The Intersex Interviews, where you get to meet people connected to the intersex community, each with their own unique perspectives and stories to share. Today, we're gonna to be focusing in on the medical community and find the religion that is the most supportive of intersex and transgender people. I invite you to settle in as we explore the I in LGBTQI right here on TTV. Talk to Vash. Today, I'm taking you to Pakistan to talk to Sana Yasser. She is a physician, a life coach, and she facilitates intersex awareness seminars. She is also a wife and a mother. I'd like to introduce you all to Sana Yasser. Hello, everyone. So, Dr. Sana, you do a lot. Have you always wanted to be the person that you are? Yes. Actually, I believe in the fact that every soul has a purpose. So this is just my way of contributing to the community, to the society that I live in, and for my children to see how people come together and how we need to help and give back to the society. How did you become a physician? That was entirely by choice. My father always said, you know, do what you feel like doing, what clicks. And it was healthcare that I really wanted to get into. I did consider dentistry for a bit, but then this was my calling. Like uh, I wanted to help people and I wanted to do medicine. So as a physician, what is your focus? I'm a trans-aware, trans-friendly physician, which is very rare in Pakistan. And my office space is a safe space for everyone, be any gender, any sex. It, it's for everybody. What is the general climate there for the LGBTQI community? Pakistan is one of those very few countries who still criminalize LGB, not T and I and Q. A huge change happened in our law in 2018 when the Transgender Person Protection Act was passed. This law is the basis for all the awareness raising seminars that I'm able to do because now the people know that everybody who comes under the transgender umbrella they have equal rights as men and women and they're still thriving and striving to make it better but this is where i come in the picture and my awareness raising comes in the picture will you tell me about your journey towards discovering the intersex community it was just one brave question from my son i'm a mother of two children a son and a daughter and my son was seven back then and he asked me why do we have transgender people on the road they beg and i didn't have a proper reply for them i was embarrassed and i was like okay the society doesn't accept them now in pakistan we have hijra community a more apt way of saying is Khwaja Sira community, that's the Urdu word for it, less derogatory, more acceptable term. So the Khwaja Sira community, they have their own family system, like Guru Chela system. The Gurus take care of their Chelas. So I had to understand how are they living, how are they thriving? Begging, sex work, and paid dancing. It's illegal to do all three. Nobody ever questions who renders their services. Nobody questions that. But every time they're found doing it, they can be taken away by the law enforcement agencies. So when my son asked this, 
I didn't have a proper reply for him. And he went on to embarrass me further by saying, Ma, you're a doctor. Don't you know what's up with them? It's just a woman with too much makeup on. I was like, if this seven-year-old can think of them like a woman with too much makeup on, why are we still labeling them khajasra, separating them from women, not giving them the rights that women have in my country? Wash it open to my eyes. I told him, I will get back to you in three days. I went back to my embryology and anatomy and physiology. I opened up my books again. I found out that in medical curriculum everywhere, gender and sex are not taught separately. So when we're talking about a body, we're talking about whether a certain body has certain body parts. We're not talking about their perceived gender or the experienced gender. That's when my journey actually started as an intersex educator because I had to educate myself. I became so curious that I started looking up intersex activists and knowing them personally and then relating it with the way our system is I figured that I had to bridge the gap. I was able to talk to my family. I live in a joint system. I have 10 family members living with me. So I had to talk to them that this is what I feel my calling is. First, I had to sit them down and make them understand the difference between intersex and transgender. First the family, then the rest of the world, yeah? And they could see the passion in me that I am going to do this. You know, I am going to stand up and I'm going to tell the whole world, it doesn't matter who you are, everybody is different and unique. That's really beautiful. And what an amazing kid you have. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, one sentence from him, he said, Ma, we are the society. We have to accept them. We need to know how to. He even helped me in the very first seminar that I did. There was a joint doctor's conference and I went there with family, my husband, my father-in-law and mother-in-law and my kids. And my son helped me give out the feedback forms. And everybody was astonished, like, okay, the whole family is helping her. How does this happen? You know, it's unheard of. I was going to talk about gender later, but you've already jumped on it. So how would you define gender? For me, it's the perception of who I am or the perception of who you are in terms of masculinity and femininity. I see it as a spectrum. It's not a box that you're in. How did intersex people fit into your definition of gender? Intersex people can have any gender, depending on what their perception is. So an intersex person could say, I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm a non-binary person, or I'm agender. It is their right to say. So this is one thing that Pakistan is way ahead of when compared to the rest of the world, that we have the law that says you can self-identify. You are listening to TTV, Talk to Vosh. I am Vosh Bodhi, and I'm here speaking with Dr. Sana Yasser, facilitator of intersex awareness seminars in Pakistan. How would you define what it means to be an intersex person? When a person is born with a reproductive or a sexual anatomy that don't seem to fit the typical male or female bodies, that's an intersex person. Usually, I look into what chromosome combinations they have, what kind of hormone balance they have. They will always have a reason to be born into sex. In biology books, we get to learn that XX is female and XY is male, but we're never told that there are more combinations that thrive and live healthy lives. For instance, XXY, so the Y gives you certain body parts that are known to be male body parts, but the extra X 
gives you extra estrogen, which is known to be the female hormone. The birth announcement is of a male. The child grows up like a male child. Later, because of the extra X, they have more estrogen than the testosterone. So they can develop breasts. They may or may not experience a different gender. So by 12, 13 years of age, they will get to know, oh, something is wrong with the child. Now, wrong is not exactly wrong. They were not aware. That's when they actually go to the doctor first time. If the doctor is not aware how many intersex conditions are there, they would either refer them to an endocrinologist or a hormone specialist. Okay. And otherwise they will send them to a bigger hospital where this child and the parents can be catered to. The medical community describes intersex people as having DSD, which is disorders of sexual development. What are your thoughts? I don't see them as disorders. If you look at the word disorder, it just means a different order. But it's stigmatized so much that people assume that you're talking about a disease. Something is wrong. Something needs fixing. It's just variety. You know, you would not say a red rose is the only rose that, that should be around. There are so many other colored roses. Do you know there are 23 chromosome pairs on an average that a baby gets from the parents? But then there are other babies who don't get that average. So we have to look at the entire spectrum, not just the average. People use the words normal and abnormal. I discourage it. Now when I talk to people, I tell them, please start using common and uncommon. Every time you hear the word abnormal, you're like worried. You're like, oh my God, what happened? Now what do I do? If you say... These are some common intersex conditions. Does it look like I'm talking about diseases? No. I'm talking about varieties in humans. It's about time we realize those variations. We acknowledge them as equals. Okay, we are what? Seven billion people in the whole world. Even the twins don't have same fingerprints. So everybody is unique. And the beauty lies in this uniqueness. See, you don't necessarily have to see a medical label as a disease. It is there for learning purpose. Everywhere I see Kleinfelter, I would know that there is XXY. These are the features that the child will have. These are the things that will happen at puberty. So this is for me to be able to learn and render my services to you. If I don't have a nomenclature, how will I study them? How will I learn them? How will I memorize what uh, goes on with them? What management I need to prescribe or advise? So I need to say this out loud, Vash, that the medical community is not out there to hurt people. They don't have any vengeance. They're not out there to disrupt a happy, healthy child. No, the intention is positive. Some people do believe that the medical industry is out to hurt them with surgeries. What medical intervention do you think intersex babies require? None in the beginning. None. I have actually advocated for delaying such surgeries to a point where the child can be consciously aware of what will happen to their body if they go through the surgery, how to take care of themselves post-surgery, how to give consent. What is consent? Is the medical practitioner trying to influence you? I'll tell you the norm here. Under two years of age, children are subjected to certain surgeries. For instance, congenital adrenal hypoplasia is the most common intersex condition in XX babies in Pakistan. Congenital adrenal hypoplasia causes the clitoris to grow 
much bigger than what it's supposed to be in a female child. People here don't recognize it as an intersex condition. They think that it's a girl with a big clitoris that needs to be cut. I find this barbaric. As a physician, I advise against such surgeries. These are called clitoridectomies. Earlier, this was also known as FGM, female genital mutilation. And the whole world knows that everybody is against female genital mutilation. It has stopped for uh, regular women, but not for intersex children. In the past three years, I've spoken to a lot of pediatric surgeons and they all tell me somehow it's the parents who insist on such surgeries. Now, my point is, if we are taught how to counsel such parents properly, they would not demand such an injustice. I don't want my suggestions to be a hit on their pocket, but my services to my client, who's that baby who can't even speak for itself? I talk about this a lot in my seminars, that we need to offer services that are non-surgical and reversible. And because this is my perspective, and it's not a bad one, <laughs> I am loud about it. And people want to hear this. They come on board immediately. They're like, okay, wow. You need to train more people about this, not just healthcare providers, people in the law, other people, general people. What are some of the misconceptions people come into your seminars with about intersex people? They think that transgender and intersex are same. They think that people will go to hell. They also think that if it was such an injustice to do surgeries on intersex people, why are they in practice? Another misconception is that not being able to reproduce is a major, major curse. Like everybody is just born to reproduce. So I cover all that in my seminar. What's one of your favorite memories from one of your seminars? I got a standing ovation at another joint doctor's conference because once I was done, there were some questions posed by a very senior endocrinologist of a religious nature. Like what religious grounds do you have for saying such a thing? I had some fatwas. With a fatwa, you can actually do a certain action or commit something based on that fatwa. So I luckily had the fatwas with me back from 1988 and 1999, which actually say that Islam allows aligning your perceived gender with the body parts. And I could not find any other religion saying such a thing. So I found my religion to be the most tolerant in such matters. And once I said this, this gentleman wanted to see. I actually showed them the fatwas and they were very impressed. They were like, okay, she's done her homework really nicely. So after he was satisfied, you know, everybody just got up and clapped. That was one of those memories that I really relive again and again. Dr. Sun, you're really amazing. How did people get in touch with you? Social media has made life very easy. And I would love for people to come forth and uh, get in touch with me. If they think their medical community, no matter wherever in the world, I would love to educate them and show them the lens of tolerance that I use. If the medical community knows how the body works, there will be more research. That is how we can make the system better. You've been listening to TTV, Talk to Vash. My guest has been Dr. Sana Yasser, intersex and trans-friendly physician and facilitator of intersex awareness seminars. To reach Dr. Sana, contact her on Instagram or Facebook at Leap for Intersex and Trans. To help end infant genital mutilation, please contact your local representative and let them know you demand intersex protections. For more information or to see this interview in its entirety, please visit JustVosh wordpress.com. Thank you for listening. I'm Vosh Bodhi. And remember, if you have a story to tell, TTV, talk to Vosh.